0: Hello and welcome to the Swift Legacy Podcast, a show where we talk all things Taylor Swift with a focus on her early career. We're your hosts Molly and Amy and today we're joined by a very special guest, Leanne, who founded Taylor's first ever fan site. Welcome back to the Swift Legacy podcast. We're so excited to introduce you to Leanne, one of Taylor's very first fans and the owner and creator of Taylor Fans Unite, which was Taylor's earliest fan site. Leanne, why don't you start by introducing yourself and telling us a little bit about how you first discovered Taylor?
1: Well, first off, hello, everybody. I'm Leanne and um, I discovered Taylor on a commercial. Um, it was the commercial for Oscar Mayer <laughs> and um, she was singing Ad around a campfire to some of her friends. And it was about, they had a commercial because it was about the the early stars of who wants to be a country singer? Who wants that as their dream job? And she was talking about how she would love to be one. And um, so as soon as I heard I'd lie, I like was like, oh my goodness, I'm hooked. I love acoustic music, music so I went and looked her up on MySpace because MySpace back then was the thing before Facebook. I looked her up and was I just couldn't believe that she didn't have any fan sites at the time. She didn't have anything. I was just looking up everything about her. And so I was like, well, you know, I want to support this girl. She is going for her dream. So I want to make sure that, you know, I'm helping her in some way. So I created Taylor Fans Unite. And you know I wasn't any like website guru I didn't know what I was doing I just you know put her songs on my profile and just try to spread the word and before you knew it, Abigail, her best friend found out about it. And, you know, she commented, oh my goodness, I have to tell Taylor about this. And then um, before I knew it, Taylor commented and she was just like, oh my goodness, I cannot believe you did this for me. I can't believe my face is all over this page. Like she was just so, so genuine. And it's just so just like, she just couldn't believe it that somebody would do that for her. And so the page grew and This was like in the summer of 2006 so this is before her album came out in october so she was promoting it you know very well and um so people started trying to you know get in, trying to get to know her better and they would do that through me since i was the first fan site and they were like you know what do you know about this girl and so i would tell them and then on one day um rick barker her former manager um he messaged me and he's like taylor would love love, love (laughs) to, um, to meet you. And she just wants to meet the girl who started her first fan site. And I was like, okay, let's make this happen. But what was crazy was my mom's a huge George Strait fan. So for her birthday, I had got her tickets to see George Strait and that's where, you know, she was going to be at. She's going to be opening for George. That was her first tour. And so it just kind of worked out. And so he's like, okay, I'm going to have meet and greets at the at Will Call for you. I was a complete idiot at this moment because I did not bring my ID to the concert to get, by, to get my meet and greets. So I was, then she was doing like after her set, she would go and she'd meet people and um, like in her, where her merch stuff was. And so I got in line for that. And it was um, during intermission before the next person get, went on. And um, so I was waiting in line for that. And then I was like third person from seeing her. And they're like, okay, Taylor has to go, you know. And they were like, well, i gonna take her back. And so I was like, oh my goodness, you know, I'm missing, I'm gonna miss seeing her, you know. Before like she went downstairs, because they take her down this elevator, she turned around and she saw me. And, you know, we never met. And she goes, Oh my gosh, Leanne, where were you? We were looking for you. You know, we we were like, where did, where is she? Why didn't she come? You know, and I I was just like, I was starstruck. I couldn't. I didn't know what to say to her. I was like, uh uh uh. <laughs> and then Rick was like, come with me. So I went with him. We went downstairs to into her dressing room, and her parents, and Andrea and Scott, were like, Leanne, it's so good to see you and meet you. And I was like, you know my name, like are you talking about me? Like, <laughs> yeah, I just couldn't believe it. And I, I looked like a super fan, y'all. I'm talking, I had, um, I made a shirt and it said Taylor Swift's number one fan. And it ended up like, it was it was the picture of her um, in the water, but it ended up being green. Like, like the way they made it was a like, green, but anyways, it worked. And I had on her, I had on jeans and I wrote down like lyrics of her songs on my jeans. So yeah, I was total super fan. I'm talking like from what to wear, I'd lie, like dark blue Tennessee. I had lyrics, like, you know, I was legit. And um, so she was just like, Oh my gosh, I love your jeans. And she signed my shirt, and you know, she was just saying all these wonderful things, and I just kept saying, Thank you, you thank you, I love you, you know. I didn't know what to say. <laughs> and um, That was the first time I met her. And um, that was just, you know, obviously I was hooked after that. And I just saw how genuine she was and just how she was just so supportive of me and of the fan side. She would comment regularly. She, you know, was so just like humble and she just couldn't believe it. And so after that, I went to go see her several times, Brad Paisley, Rascal Flats. I mean, I just, I did, I, I traveled a lot. And then she was so gracious enough Two of the concerts I went to, she gave me front row seats. Um, And then one of them, I was dating a guy in West Virginia at the time, and she gave me tickets to that show. And so I traveled eight hours to go to that show. At each time, we got to get on the bus and hang out. It was just, I just couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe she was just allowing me to, like, be a part of her world like that. And I just remember sitting on the bus with her, like, we're talking now. And just she would just tell me about things like, or she would ask me about my life. She wanted to know what was going on in my life. And one time I'll say, um, a, a guy had broke my heart and I told her, should have said no, it was like my anthem, you know, cause he cheated on me. And, um, I remember during her set, she like reached down and was like singing, should have said no to me. And I, and we were just like, in the moment, you know, <laughs> it's <just really> fun. <laughs> but, uh, but I will Say the the best time was in 2008. um, I went to go see her in Greensboro. And like, she told me that she had a surprise for me. Well, Abigail, because I talked, I texted Abigail a lot um, in the beginning. She wanted, I guess, to stay connected with me. Like... To kind of see where what shows I was going to and stuff. I never got like Taylor's number, and I think that's a lot. A lot of times she told me it's because her number changed a lot. So um, I feel like you know that's why she didn't give me her number, which is fine. But um, so I went to the show, and um, at backstage we got to go on the bus, and she gave me a gift, and I was like, oh my goodness, what is this? And she's like, well, I just want you to open it. Just open it. So I opened it, and it was the plaque, and she told me it was a platinum plaque for her first album. Her album had went, sold over a million copies. And she told me, she said, you know, this is for making that first fan site for me and for believing in me. You know, you were one of the first people to do that. And she said, I'm just so gracious for you doing that and spreading the word about me. And y'all, like, I just like, cried I was just like oh my gosh thank you so much and um I was like you know of course Taylor I believe in you I know that you're going to be a headliner one day and that you know all this stuff's going to happen to you you're going to have your face on semi-trucks and y'all she was shaking her head to that she's like I hope so she's like but I don't you know that probably won't ever happen and I was like girl it's going to that same day that she gave me the client earlier in that day um before her show she was like I want to I want to show you a song and I was like, okay, and so we were sitting on the bus and she plays me 15. And I was just like, oh my gosh, you know, cause I knew obviously it was about Abigail and stuff. And she's like, what do you think? And I was like, it's amazing. You know, Abigail's gonna love it. She's like, well, I played it for Abigail and she cried. And so she said, I took that as a good good sign. I was like, yeah, I said, it's amazing. So the last time that I got to meet her was when she headlined um, her first show. Cause at that point, um, they started not giving tickets to fans that um, had already met her. And then she switched management. So nobody knew who I was. And so that was the sad part about it. But I understood. But it was just really sad because she was so like, you know, we were just got to hang out so much. I went from that to, you know, not seeing her. And so we were just hanging outside kind of tailgating before her show. And Andrea was walking around and she saw me and she's like, you know, and she gave us meet and greets. And so I got to see her um one last time there i moved to nash i had moved to nashville so the last last time i met her not at a concert was at the bmi awards um in nashville um me and a friend went and we were standing outside and she was going down the line talking to everybody and um she saw me and she actually said um hey Leanne, oh my gosh it's so good to see you she said i heard you moved to nashville i'm so glad that you're here and she just um, was just really sweet. And she actually because I didn't I was just I couldn't believe she still remembered me, I guess I I just, it's been a while. So I couldn't believe that. And she actually was like, let's get a picture. And so we got a picture, you know, usually people ask her for the picture. And I was just like, surprised she did that to me. And so we got a picture. And y'all, that's the last time I've seen her. And I've been to shows. And you know, I know, I know, I'm so blessed to have met her that, that many times. I know that so many people want to meet her. I know, you know, it's just I was just so lucky back then, you know. And I, I get that. I totally get that. And um, I just, I just, you know, miss her though. I will say that. Like I, I wish that one time I could see her one more time and say because it, it's been, you know, a long time, twelve years. So I want to say, you know, I'm still here. Yeah, that's my story. <laughs> Sorry it was so long.
0: Oh, that's amazing. When you met her at the BMI Awards, what year was that?
1: 2011. Yeah, everything happened so fast. Like I saw her probably four or five times in 2007. And then 2008 was probably like two or three times. 2009 was when her headliner tour, Fearless, you know, went out. And then that was the last time I met her at the show. When we talked, it was never like, I was never like, oh my God, oh my God. You know, like it was just like, we just talked. We just talked. She knew about my love life. Um, you know, I knew about hers to a point, um, you know, we just talked regularly and I did, there was one cool moment where when she won, um, for video of the year, the CMT awards, that was her first award when she won that I got to call Abigail. And I was freaking out. You know, she freaks out because she's winning. I'm jumping up and down. And then I call her and Abigail's like, oh my God. You know, could, you know, she, we were just freaking out together. And then she told me, she's like, Taylor's calling me. You know, I'll call you right back. And I was just like, oh my God. I'm like one little phone call away from Taylor. <laughs> you know? One other cool thing. And then um, I'll, you know, let y'all ask me some questions. There was one time, like after this boy broke my heart, um, Abigail knew all about it because we had talked about it. And um, she told me, Abby's like... So, you know, Taylor's gonna be over here tonight and we might call you. And I was like, don't say that. <laughs> don't, don't tell me that and not happen. <laughs> and she was like, I'm for real. She's like, we might call you. I was like, okay. And so that whole afternoon, I was like pacing back and forth and I was like looking at my phone, you know, like what's gonna happen? Well, then my phone rings and it says Abby on it. And I was like, oh my gosh. So I picked up and said hello. And Taylor goes, Hey, Leanne, how's it going? And I, you know, my automatic reaction is good. It's going great. You know, she's like, Leanne, she's like, Abigail told me that some guy just broke your heart. I know it's not going good. And I was like, you're right. (laughs) And so we just talked about that. And like, she just lifted me up and was just very encouraging. And they were on their way to Outback Steakhouse to eat dinner. And uh, so anyways, it was a really quick conversation, but I was just like, she took time out of her day. To do that. You know like I was just like what other artist does that? You know like what other person cares about her fans so much? That was probably I'd say 2007 probably was Mm -hmm. when that was.
0: When you first saw her on that commercial what kind of what was it about the song? You said she was singing I'd Lie around like a campfire. What was it about that song that made you think oh this is someone I want to look into?
1: Um, how real it was, how real the lyrics were. You know, she was just being herself and like, you know, just, I just loved that. I was like, I just, there was just something about her. She was just so different. And, you know, back then, like, there was nobody that was singing like that. There was nobody that was or songwriting that way to where they were just telling their stories or just like, you know, just sharing their heart. So her songs were just so relatable and I could just tell. And I, I went you know, and looked up her MySpace profile. You know, back then they had the little song players and she had three songs up there and one was Teardrops on My Guitar too. So I was just listening. And I was like, wow, you know, like this is truly somebody that knows their songwriting. And she was only, what was it, 15 at the time? Yeah, anyway, she was just really really talented and I just I knew it right away by just listening to that song I was just like wow and I've always wanted to play the guitar so just seeing a girl playing the guitar like that was like this is really cool.
0: When we were messaging you shared a story about talking to Taylor on the tour bus when I'd Lie was kind of leaked do you want to kind of go into that we were talking about unreleased songs and how Taylor felt about them back in the day.
1: We were on the bus and she was just kind of asking she's just like I I told her, I said, well, you know, one of my favorite songs is I Lie and you need to release that one. And she's like, well, she was like on her laptop and she was sitting there and she was just like, well, you know, she said the only thing is so many people have heard it already. She said, I don't, I don't think I should release it. She's like, it's technically been released. And I was like, well, yeah, but you know, you could always make it different. And she was just like, well, she said, that's the thing. Like these songs that get released, she said, I just don't feel the need to release them I'm, I'm really big on I like to surprise people which she does at that point I think it was just the fact that she you know was still new and she didn't want certain songs that she was going to put on an album get released at the time and so I remember her not being the happiest when you know certain or you know albums were released before the release date she would get kind of upset about that I think now she kind of realizes that a lot of the older music is out there you know and so she's probably okay with it but back then she was just kind of you could tell she was a little aggravated like that song got released you know i can't release it now
2: just thinking a lot of the songs that we consider unreleased we're not, never actually technically unreleased it was songs they, that she played at those early shows before her debut was released things like um I'd Lie and Permanent Marker that yeah. you as an early fan would have heard a lot of are there any others like that that you um remember from before or that she played quite a lot before her debut album was released
1: those were the ones that like she just would she would sing like a bunch at every show and you know she loved to do um Yourself." She loved to do that, um, and Umbrella. Those were the the top ones that she would sing. I don't remember her singing things like What to Wear or anything like, you know, Dark Blue to the I would love for her to sing that I love that one.
0: You've been lucky enough to witness Taylor grow from a small country artist to the international star that she is today. Did you ever picture her making it quite this far?
1: Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I could definitely, because t- I knew how relatable she was. So I was like, if she relates, if I love her this much and she relate her songwriting relates so much to me. Like, I know that like, it would just spread like wildfire because people were craving that they were craving that really relativity and like wanting to be able to sing a song that they just, you know, are feeling at the moment. And the way she was so real with her songwriting um, I just, I knew, I was like, this girl is going to be big. She's just going to, you know, just cause she was going out with a rascal and Brad and all them. And, just I was like she's making connections she's doing the right things and she's going out with the right people so and sure enough people like her her crowds kept growing to the fact they had to turn people away sometimes like it was so it was still out so I was just it was just awesome it was when she went to the Grand Ole Opry I was just like yep you know it's gonna happen for her and it did but it was so fast like I could not believe from 2000 well, the end of 2006 I'll, I'll say 2007 is when she like really got well known started to get well known and then having a headlining tour by 2009 like it was really fast and I'm I'm just so happy for her
2: were there any fans that you met at the time that you're still in contact with now because I always think one of the most special things about the fandom is the friends that people make through
1: oh yes I mean there's just several that we were all like a core group and we'd all hang out together we just would just go to all the shows together and Taylor would just you know kind of she recognized seeing us together I'm just thankful for those girls but I'm still friends with them there, some of them are in the music business so they're not able to like post a bunch of stuff about that kind of thing you know or, or act like a super fan you know how it is
2: we put up a story poll asking for some questions so we asking, we've kind of covered a few of them we thought we'd do a quick kind of quick fire questions type right. thing which recent fact <laughs> reminds you most of her earlier work
1: Uh, any any of her slow songs like when it's just when you can hear the guitar in it it reminds me so much of debut like i i'm just like uh um you know all the good slow songs um i know this is i love everything has changed definitely reminds me of her earlier stuff i feel like
2: this is another really hard one what's your favorite moment one moment with taylor
1: i'll say probably the plaque because that was when I realized she does notice when you're an artist like you because my husband he sings and stuff and people come up to him and they tell him things and I feel like as an artist some artists you can tell they're just like thank you thank you I appreciate it thank you but for her to to do that like to give me a plaque and say thank you for doing this for me was like I really felt appreciated like I really felt like You know she really you know she really is thanking me like for doing this for her and all i did was make a little fan site
2: what's your favorite and least favorite album
1: can i pick two (laughs) yeah go
2: for it it's impossible
1: (laughs) i know it is gosh okay i'd have to say fearless is probably i love that one but um oh if if you say like old i'd say fearless i'm gonna do two for each if you say old fearless and um 1989 Probably Lover and Folklore would be my favorites, recent ones that I could listen to all day long. So, what
2: Do you about your least favorite?
1: Favorites? Oh, least favorite. Um, Reputation. I will say that. I will say, I mean, I, I like some songs on there, but it's just to me, I could just, like I said, I just, it's just. Hurt. she i just hated that she had to prove herself
0: unfortunately that's all we've got time for today but we want to say a massive thank you to leanne for joining us on this episode you should definitely follow her and we will link her social accounts on our social media thank you for listening and we will see you again next week with a new episode of the swift legacy Podcast.